This is Envision Self-Healing Podcast, episode number 40. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic of the week this week is Overcoming Barriers to Natural Vision Improvement, Part 1. And in the question of the week, we have a question on Facebook where someone has uh, been experiencing a variation in their vision from 2020 to 2070, and they're wondering how to actually test their vision improvement. So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, I went to... uh, my ophthalmologist for the first time, well, to a new ophthalmologist, actually, for the first time in maybe six years. I'm not sure. Nice. Um, I wanted to have a doctor at my uh, sort of, to be able to look at my eyes and be sure nothing is changing, that hopefully things will be going in a positive direction, Mm -hmm. uh, just to have a baseline. Uh, And I hadn't seen this doctor in maybe 15 years. Okay. Uh, so, you know, all my records of course were gone from then. <laughs> and then I had a doctor in Seattle for a while that I saw. And of course I would have to come up with those records. This is all the complexities of actually doing all of this. Yeah. And, um, so, and he was a very progressive, this, this particular dog is very progressive in ophthalmology, which is kind of an oxymoron a little bit <laughs> in our world. Anyway, yeah. that's our bias anyway, <laughs> that, um, he believes in nutrition. He believes in uh, eye exercises to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So, but it was an interesting experience because here was the most probably one of the most progressive ophthalmologists in the country, is my guess. Yeah. And yet, I hit all of these barriers with him. I hit what I was, what I'm now calling sort of glass, sort of uh, intellectual glass ceilings. The way yeah. women, women talk about, you know, having a glass ceiling that they don't can't be pr- promoted above. Mm-hmm. I was discovering all of these um, barriers to my improvement, essentially, that he kept coming up with. Hmm. Uh, for instance, I one of the reasons I went there was to discuss stem cell treatments that are now becoming in the news uh, for my condition and other conditions. He was good good at that, and, and we discussed China, and I guess now the Chinese government has actually stepped in and tried to control because they're like these stem cell clinics are popping up all over <laughs> China. <laughs> And the government finally got concerned right. that they're sort of like back in garage level stem cell <laughs> treatments. I'm not sure. So anyway, we discussed that. And I guess they're doing them in Germany now, he said. Okay. things like that. So that was useful. And we had a good discussion. But then we hit this point where he said, well, your condition is hereditary. Ergo, they will do nothing for you. Wow. And it was just like he just sort of like made this proclamation. Yeah. And... I'm, you know, for a second, I almost accepted it. And then I realized this is an experimental treatment that, <laughs> that really we don't know much about. Yeah. And for him to say, I know you do not, you, it will not work for you. Yeah. Seemed a stretch to me, yeah. a real leap <laughs> and kind of creating this. And I could see how the average person going in there would go, oh, doctor says it, it will not, work. it won't work for me. So it doesn't work. So it doesn't work. And you could almost take that argument then go, well, eye exercises, you could make the same kind of argument. Eye exercises will not work on genetic conditions. Mm-hmm. You just make a proclamation like that. Yeah. And you can see, I was sort of seeing the process of limiting, how we limit 
uh, the possibilities that we all have. Depending on what somebody else says and yeah. also on our own belief system, I guess. Yeah. What we knew from the past. Yeah. And he was making statements about stem cell treatments that I, I could tell he really didn't know. But he was sort of <laughs> like, in his position, he's expected to provide definitive answers. Yeah. And that's what he was doing, even yeah. when I felt like I probably knew more than he did on some of these uh, more experimental things. So. Yeah, and I've certainly never heard one of them <clears> say, well, I don't know. Exactly. They don't say that. <laughs> or, well, why don't you go and research or uh, give me a ring in a couple of months time and I'll do some research on it. Or Right. It's very, like you say, very definitive. Yes. Um, I had the same uh, with, when I had the uh, macular edema in the back of my eye and then I got a macular pucker or a macular hole in the back there. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, is there anything that could be done? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, we can operate, but there's a 60% chance you'll go blind mm-hmm. or nothing. <laughs> or nothing that, that was it that was the two the yeah. only two options either operate and there's a good chance to go blind or just do nothing <laughs> they were the only two cards on the table right so uh that that was for me when that glass ceiling sort of broke when i realized i just mm-hmm. thought this can't be it, yeah this can't be it yeah you know in, in the whole world out of everything that's that's going on that this is the only thing and and that was when I started researching natural vision improvement myself. Mm-hmm. But it, it's amazing uh, that, I mean, of course you, you know, believe everything that's, um, and which is why we say it's very important that you go see an ophthalmologist, but. But take everything they say with a bit of grain of salt and yeah. do your own research. Yeah. And uh, well, and the other thing I was researching was my genetics in terms of, uh, I want to know whether I have the dominant form or the recessive form. And again, we went through, and this is my problem, is my family tree history appears to the layman to be the dominant form because three out of uh, four of my uh, siblings mm-hmm. got, the, uh, got the condition. One out of seven in my father's generation got it, and two out of four in my grandfather's generation got it. So that appears dominant, mm-hmm. and I presented this to him, and yet the symptoms I have are like the recessive form. Okay. And I presented this, okay, you're the doctor, figure this out for me. <laughs> and he immediately, again, went very definitively, you have the dominant form, no question. <laughs> and he didn't address any of the problems with my symptoms not actually matching. <laughs> um, and again, I was felt like, well, okay, he's right. But then I'm like, well, he's not a geneticist. Maybe I should question what he's saying here. <laughs> it was just a lot of those kind of experiences. Yeah. Um, and he did the same thing with nutrition a little bit too. Like, because I have hereditary condition, nutrition will not work. Things like, you know, def- definitive statements like that. And do you, did you, are you getting a, a definitive test done to oh, see whoever it is dominant or recessive? Right. I did finally, I mean, he made such a statement of, you definitely have the dominant. He was ready to walk away from that question. Mm-hmm. And it took everything I could to say, you know, let's, there is a test out there, which there is now. Mm-hmm. I want to have that test. Mm. And so he, and I think because he was progressive, he was willing to go there. I think okay. that's where he is progressive. He's actually willing to listen to the, to his. So, so let's hope that it does come out recessive because then, yeah. <laughs> Cause then what you, we can prove him wrong to. anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise everything we've just said, I know. Is, uh, isn't right. Exactly. Oh, well that's interesting. We'll yeah. see, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. So it was, a, it was not a wholly positive experience, but, uh, and I, I did get a scan of my optic nerve that will be mm-hmm. a good 
um, baseline to yeah. look at. So, and definitely, it's it's always good to check up with your eyes and yeah, you know, you know that the retina is still healthy and uh, exactly. And I don't have cataracts. I don't have macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything extra going on. So <laughs> that's all good. Good. Yeah. And how about you? Yeah, I had a good week. I think um, obviously been real busy in, in front of the computer and mm-hmm. uh, finishing off. Uh, the new eye exercise express that we're right. going to talk a little bit about later on. But um, I think one thing that I noticed was towards the end of last week, um, remember me saying that even after a full day of computer use and and doing a lot of recording and all the rest of it, that I had no eye strain right? Um, that evening. And it sort of started to dawn on me the more I move away from eye strain and, and just fatigue because of what the visual you know fatigue does to me it makes me tired a lot of the time mm-hmm. um is that it's starting to make me realize what it's like to not be tired mm-hmm. and not have that that visual fatigue all the time and it's a really nice feeling yeah because <laughs> it really is such a mental strain like when you have that that visual fatigue and mm-hmm. your eyes are sort of achy mm-hmm. and somebody's maybe talking to you and you're trying to concentrate but you've just got this dull ache in your head yeah, and it's yeah. like, i really want to listen but I, you know, I just, I just want to lie down. I just want to close my eyes, and you know, it's it's really difficult to try and maintain focus when you have that. Yeah. And then, of course, when you go and you want to watch TV, or so, you know, you yeah. want to then work, you know, it's just the strain is is just yeah. so much. And I guess in particular, I'm used to feeling it in the evenings, um, and especially, you know, as I'm getting up at five thirty now, it's not. I know it's not a sleep issue it's not that i'm more rested because i'm getting up earlier than i used to get right right true Um, it really shows me that it's a a visual fatigue issue yeah and it explains what you know sometimes i just just feel short you know short answered you know in the evenings and i'm like well what about and i'm like you know what (laughs) i don't really care you know that's what i'm saying in my head (laughs) yeah yeah you know because my eyeballs are gonna pop out of my head and i really want to just go sleep or palm or you know Mm -hmm. go do a peripheral vision exercise or something so it's it's really exciting because I mentioned I think maybe last week or the week before again that I noticed after a full day of work that I didn't have that strain. So it's a it's kind of a novelty. It's still a novelty for me for my eyes to feel that rested. Mm-hmm. So which is nice um, that I'm getting it, but it just goes to show how much strain my eyes are under all the time, and I certainly contribute that to the lack of periphery, and I'm really overworking my central vision which is what a lot of people without RP are doing voluntarily when they sit and stare at a computer screen mm-hmm. uh, for 12 hours or they have to focus on one spot and switch off the world around them. You know, they're doing the same thing, but I've sort of got it on a on a constant level. Right. So that was a really nice observation. I'm looking forward to see uh, the direction that that goes in. Um, uh, also, this week I went and did a bit more golfing. Right. I talked about one of my uh, one of my bucket lists. Yeah. Um, golf bucket list golf yeah. bucket list excuse <laughs> the fun um that i'm that i'm working on and um it was really good what so what we did this time is remember before i talked about how i went golfing it was a little bit difficult because every time i hit the ball i didn't know where it went right um because you know with the lack of rod sales it's difficult to pick up motion right so i couldn't necessarily see where it went and it was also it was a very bright day and it was right. in a clear sky and a, a white ball in a clear sky you know can be yeah. can be difficult so, um, so, but this time, so we took that on board. I knew it was difficult to get the feedback because I wasn't quite sure where the ball was going. Mm-hmm. This time we went to an indoor 
mm-hmm. um, driving range. Mm-hmm. So, but what it was is it was the back of a golfing store, and they just had a big net up. And then what you do is you hit the ball, but there's a laser that picks up everything. And when you hit that ball, and it displays it on a screen. Wow, that's where great. Where the that's ball great. would go if you had hit it. Oh, that's great. So obviously it's not like the real thing, and I'm not encouraging people just to yeah. you know, to not go outdoors. But the thing here is that acknowledging your challenges, ignoring, acknowledging your barriers, which is what we talk about in a little bit. And then instead of being, oh, I can't see the ball when I hit it, I'm never going to play golf. It's how can I adapt to this situation? You know, other than, other than the exercises, what can I do that makes this possible? And of course, indoor golfing, um, I can practice uh, as many times as I want, keep hitting the ball. Other than a couple of people that are nearly killed with the golf ball flying <laughs> off at, at different angles. Luckily, there were some wooden barriers in between Thank us God, yes. at one point. Got a little bit uh, hairy there. Really? Um, and um, and other than also, it was in a, it was actually a golfing store. And the idea is that you use these things to practice mm-hmm. with a golf club before you buy it. Right. And I was using it just to train yeah. with. Um, so the only other thing is people walking by watching you. And of course, <laughs> you know, I was just awful. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want to buy those golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that guy. Um, so, but I was, I was really pleased because I. It was it was interesting. The first half an hour, I was doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nerves weren't there like before because it was the second time I right. was doing it. I'd had time to, you know, um, practice in my head, so to speak. You know, when you do an activity and then you leave it for a while, right. you carry on doing it even though you've left it. And there wasn't the pressure of other people by the side of me or, you know, anything. It was just me, the ball and a net. So it was not a net as in the woman, a net, but, the, you know, a net in front yeah, of me. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so it was really good. And then the fact that I had the screen to tell me what mm-hmm. direction. So what it meant is that I could really get my technique down. Mm-hmm. So the first half hour was good. And then for about an hour, I was just awful. <laughs> like, I don't know. What, oh, you appara- were experimenting maybe or exactly, something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Also, apparently, this is, this is also the game of golf. Yeah. Um, somebody once said to me, I said, oh, I've just started golf. And because he has played a lot of golf and he said, uh, oh, are you at the point where you're still enjoying it or is it annoying yet? <laughs> I yeah. thought, hmm. And, uh, and I understand what he's saying now yeah. because it just takes the smallest thing to put yeah. you off the game. Yeah. And it was because I was trying to get this technique. And then at the very end, just when I'd sort of given up, um, I started to feel the rhythm in it and I started hitting it straight. And, yeah. You know, the, the pressure was off. Some people had left, you know, I was allowed to just focus on it. And Yeah, you all weren't overthinking it anymore. Exactly. At that point. Yeah. And uh, I was just hitting the ball pretty well and it started feeling good. So I came away, even though it's my only second time uh, golfing, feeling uh, positive about it. And mm-hmm. and even though it was difficult the first time we've, we've seen the ball, I really feel like I've met my challenge Mm-hmm. there and, and i'm looking forward to just practicing getting the skill down and then hitting the golf course at some time but mm-hmm. you know just accepting that i might have these limitations i just have to take it a little bit slower than other people might but you know in the end i still get to enjoy a good yeah. game of golf and i did stick i've got a if you check out facebook now uh, you'll see a picture um of what i'm talking about of the computer screen oh, and, the, okay. and the laser machine, the laser and, machine. The net and everything mm-hmm. um there's a picture there of uh, of my golfing coach 
hitting hitting the ball off into the distance. Yeah. Well, you have a good coach. You've you've lucked out, really. I did. Yeah, I did. and he didn't pre-plan us going to this this laser machine. Oh. it just worked out that where we were was in the area. So yeah. um, oh, great. So I was really really pleased about that. Certainly yeah. some some lessons to be learned. Yep. Okay, great. Well, it's a good time to move on to topic of the week. And the topic of the week this week is Overcoming Barriers to Natural Vision Improvement, Part 1. So the reason why we wanted to bring this up uh, really is a lot of what we've been focusing on these last few weeks is how can you really get going with your eye exercise program. Well, we've been talking a lot about barriers that we've noticed ourselves with, you know, with ourselves, with our clients and right. also with our surveys. But what we're talking a little bit more about today is identifying your own personal barriers right? and then figuring out ways of overcoming it. And obviously, it's a, an important thing to overcome. Yeah, because it seems like a simple thing to say, well, I need you to do eye exercises. I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. And then when you try to do it, it you uh, dis- it's sort of like playing golf. You discover, If you try to do it, you discover all the problems of just how simple it looks it isn't so simple yeah that you're uh you're gonna hit all these barriers that you hadn't hadn't anticipated yeah a lot of them are secret secret barriers things that you would never even thought of yeah um that when you start digging deeper Mm -hmm. um you start figuring out you know what's actually going on what's preventing you and i mean it's it's just a nice practice to do with anything new that you're trying really even exercise but in particular we're saying here with the eye exercises because it is not commonly practiced you really have to do it off your own esteem yeah certainly nobody is telling you to do them um it's a bit like i've decided to lose weight it's not that different in some ways and you and you kind of well that it sounds simple right but we all know how complex that really is how psychological and mm-hmm. all the the body image stuff you know there's so many different sort of hidden barriers that you I think we all now know for weight loss that they're there people could enunciate them but in in eye exercises there's a similar kind of sort of hidden hidden barriers that you will encounter yeah and I think we're also less likely because of doubt that we talk about um in 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 the next episode um oh no in this uh right now we're going to talk about that but um so with that doubt once it it doesn't take much before you just think, oh, these eye exercises don't work. Right. Oh, I just won't do it. Right. So whereas something like uh, losing weight, it's like, well, you know, my doctor says I need to lose weight because of health issues. Mm-hmm. And like we're saying with the self-image and, mm-hmm. you know, there's other, there's other stronger motivations there. But with eye exercises, because it's not, you know, as publicized. Yeah. You know, there's no bandwagon to jump on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if, you know, George Clooney or... You know, somebody started doing eye exercises. You know, more people would start jumping on board with this thing. And, and when maybe that's one of the first barriers is like, well, nobody else is doing this, so what? Yeah. why? And, and you start <laughs> doubting, like, well, I'm the only one doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would it work? Yeah. No one else is doing it. Yeah. And if you think, you know, your husband or wife or your girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, whatever it is, if they're not doing it, and all the time they're like, well, you're wasting your time with those eyes, right? And then, exactly. You know, to finish it all off. You know, you go to the ophthalmologist and they're just like, well, your vision's not improved. You know, yeah. there's no point in doing the eye exercises. I told you so, you know, yeah. after a couple of weeks or a month or something. And of course, you know, it's just really going to knock you back. And it's, yeah. it's a difficult thing to do. But 
one thing we know is that if you do the exercises, you see improvements. Right. I think that's the, it's the tricky part too. It's like you'll do an exercise and your vision will get, you actually, most of the time you'll see an improvement right away. Yeah. Um, and the trick is actually believing that if you keep doing it, your vision will get better over time. Yeah. And that's what everybody questions. Uh-huh. Actually, I probably question that it would ever even do it at short term. Now I think about it. Mm -hmm. But you at least can see that benefit right away. But then the doubt is, can I really do this over time? And it's like we keep pushing it back. The the yardstick always keeps going back to to the beginning where it's like, I exercises. They don't work. Yeah. And then you'll do one and you, oh, I do see a little bit better. But it won't do this. And then right. you do that. And then it's like, wow, this might have happened. But... It's definitely not going to improve. And it just keeps going. Yeah. So you've always got these these reasons to not do eye exercises. And right. What we're saying really is to try and compile a list. Try and find those barriers. What, mm -hmm. you know, just, just list your top five reasons why you're not doing the eye exercises. Right. And we've certainly got, you know, a couple of ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like... I'm too busy. That's one of them. Uh -huh. um, I guess we don't have doubt because we, we have researched this pretty thoroughly. Well, but, in but, the, but in the beginning. Well, in the beginning, you're right. Um, I guess I, I'm fortunate. I'm somebody that dives straight in. When I found out about Mir Schneider and, and how he had overcame his blindness, then I, I was on that bandwagon. You know, Right, I, right. I was there. I brought all his books. I was reading all about him. I started doing the exercises. But I guess with me, because my eyes are degenerative, you know, right. I've always got to keep working that much more. Mm -hmm. um, so it's even more important for someone like myself to keep doing this on a long-term basis. So it's even more difficult to keep going, to keep removing all those barriers. Because mm -hmm. over such, I mean, I've been doing it for six, seven years now. So there's always new barriers as well that you have to keep removing and, mm -hmm. and going with. Well, and, and for me, I mean, even going to this ophthalmologist this week you can see the introduction of doubt, like um, heredity, like, well, maybe because it's hereditary, it won't, it won't improve. Mm -hmm. and, and in my condition too, there are these, well, it's similar to you. I have these cells that are they dead? Are they dormant? Are they in yeah. between? <laughs> and does anyone really know is the question. Yeah. A doctor would probably come in and say, these are, you know, these are dead, make a definitive line between mm -hmm. live cells and dead cells and you will never get these back kind of thing yeah um and when we've worked with people that have got those exactly cells back and we you know other practitioners that have also got clients that exactly have seen it come back it's like well where is that where is that line, line? yeah maybe it's not, and even like when we work with because uh, we also work with uh, muscular dystrophy things like that mm -hmm. and to see someone who is in a wheelchair with muscle cells that are theoretically non-functional and yeah. then to see them work them and get back to using mm -hmm. their legs and get out of the wheelchair. Yeah. So why so, are nerve cells in your eyes any different yeah. than that? And not just that, but to the point of jumping on trampolines yeah. and climbing mountains here in San Francisco. You know, yeah. It's really, you know, just like you were talking about the glass ceiling effect. I kind mm -hmm. of feel like we don't know yeah. until we've tried mm -hmm. until we've tried our best. Some people might say, okay, well I'll try and then six months down the line, they're like, okay, well, I did it for six months, but I'm not, you know, I'm not completely cured, so I'm just going to stop doing it. And the eye exercises are really easy to not do. <laughs> they are, yeah. You know, it's really something that you, you have to put effort in. Right. Um, which is why I guess we tried so hard to be able to fit it 
the take those 10 minutes out of your day mm-hmm. um, and just slot it in there which again we'll talk about a little bit later but you know it's easy just to just to quit yeah our exercises and and really the people that see the best results are those that do it on a regular basis i think i've just come up with another a richardism <laughs> okay we're gonna turn doubt on its head okay all right so instead of going, well, you know, I exercises don't work, it's hereditary, you know, that's the downward doubt spiral. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to turn it on its head and we're going to doubt that there are these definitive lines, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's good. like, well, are those cells dead? Well, we're going to doubt whether they're really dead. Yeah. And we're going to do the exercises to to question whether they really yeah. are dead. You and know what com- I'm saying? And to confirm. You yeah, know, it's see, sort of... Yeah. See for yourself. See for yourself. It's like Columbus. It's like when they said, uh, "Don't go over the edge of the world." You know, if you <laughs> sail that direction, you're going to fall off the edge of the world. Yeah. Well, he was doubting that edge of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it was Columbus, but some, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone on a boat who was Spanish or Portuguese. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's our line. You know, our edge of the world is well. You know, can't yeah. be done. Doubt whether those people who tell you that that's the edge of the world. Yeah, and are telling you the truth. You almost say, okay, this there's this information here. Yeah. As if there's this, you know, there's these vision improvement guys over here. Mm-hmm. Here's me, and I'm gonna see all the options and see what is actually going on here right. for myself, instead of listening to other people and mm-hmm. letting them tell me what I can and can't do with my own vision. Exactly. You know, who who else knows other than yourself? Right. Uh, and again, everyone's different. You know, what might work with one person exactly. might not work with another person, but at the same time, it might also work yeah. with that person. So, you know, there is no, and this is what's so difficult with this work, you know, there is no uh, right or wrong. Yeah. You know, you can't just say, let's take X population, do X exercises, yeah. and X will be achieved. Right. Because that's not how the human body works. That's, yeah. not, that's not how we function. Like yeah, that. yeah. So on this list then, just list your top five barriers that you really think that are stopping you from doing the AI exercises. And there's no real right or wrong answer. You know, it could be something like I'm feeling tired in the morning mm-hmm. um, or I didn't have my cup of coffee. You know, it could mm-hmm. just be yeah. any, you know, anything that's stopping you. Um, you know, I've got a couple of kids or, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've got... An I've exercise. A, I have a house remodel project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone that wants to know about that, listen to the last two months yeah, of really. podcasts, and they know all about uh, Richard's barrier of house remodeling. house remodeling. Yes. So, um, but what we're saying here is is that we've got a you know there's always some common ones yeah. that come up that we're addressing, and the first one we just talked about is doubt. You know, do the eye exercises really work? Right. Um, and just you know, will it help my own condition? Um, am I doing the eye exercises right? All these things mm-hmm. that pop up in our head mm-hmm. um, that eventually lead to us not doing the eye exercises. So, but another one is, and that we've certainly talked about before, is time. Right. And this is just, I'm too busy. It comes down to that. Or I would do it if I, once I finish XXX, then I will be free to do it. The trouble is XXX yeah. gets filled in with YYYY. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I certainly noticed it, like even the other day, um, you know, our listeners will know that I've been getting up at 5.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. so I get that, that extra bit of time to do my eye exercises. I get to get up at 6 now. I just realized that in order to do the exercises at 7, but uh-huh. yeah. So, but what, one thing I noticed uh, this week, because I've been working like a busy little beaver, mm-hmm. is the eye exercise time started getting shorter oh. and shorter, and my work time started getting longer, longer. So I started 
filling, even though I was getting up earlier at 5.30, and by the end of it, I found myself just doing work and being like, oh, I'll do my exercises <laughs> in a little bit later. Yeah. So, and I guess that comes part of the priorities that we we talk a, bit, a little bit about later on. Mm-hmm. You talk about creating a, a priority list. But I mean, for myself, if I say oh, I'll do my exercise later, I never do. Yeah. That's um, been my experience too. The day takes over and it's very difficult. Yeah. So, but one thing that we certainly encourage people is to try and find those time slots. So yeah. for me, it's first thing in the morning. For some people, it's at lunchtime. For some people, it's just before they start work or when they've just finished work. Everybody's different in their own everyday life in that time frame of where they can fit in the eye exercises. Yeah, I think one thing that does work about the first thing in the morning is sort of a break from your flow of time. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing coming ahead of that. Mm -hmm. So there might be other times in the day like lunch. I eat lunch. You always eat lunch. You're going to starve otherwise. <laughs> so then you go, oh, that, that has broken the flow of, of mm-hmm. uh, events. Now I can fit a 10-minute thing after lunch. Yeah, and this is certainly why we broke uh, the eye exercise express into 10-minute intervals. Was right. Because we were finding people could grab those 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a um, eye rotations whilst you're brushing your teeth. Right. So you just you would listen to the eye rotations exercise, press play. You do your eye rotation, you brush your teeth, and then you've done your 10-minute eye exercise. And it, it wasn't um, a barrier, it wasn't a real effort. You didn't have to go too much of a challenge to actually do it. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of there. It was part of your day. And just like we say, maybe you know, you're eating lunch, um, mm-hmm. or maybe you're on, you've eaten your lunch and you're just now taking a 20-minute break. Um, you're letting your food digest before you go back to the office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got that time where you're doing those eye exercises. So what we're suggesting here. Is to, is to map out your week and then or just a day, just a single day and try and find where could a 10 minute time slot. Right. We've kind of broken down the exercises in the express into 10 minutes because it's a small enough time frame that people don't treat it as something, a real burden. And most people can take a 10 minute break mm-hmm. somewhere. And certainly, you know, it can be overwhelming to begin with if you're trying one of the free programs on our website there's quite a few exercises there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the Eye Exercise Express, I mean, we've cut down to four main eye exercises. Right. Um, but certainly even that for a lot of people, when you go from zero to, you know, 40 minutes can be a lot. So what we're saying is just pick just 10 minutes, just that one 10 minutes. Right. And even if, so if you get up and you do a 10 minute exercise and then, you know, you do a 10 minute exercise at lunch, 10 minutes when you get back from work something like that and then Mm -hmm. 10 minutes before you go to bed you've got 40 minutes of eye exercises in there so and then you've accomplished it without really feeling like man i just you know Mm -hmm. spent two hours going to the gym or some some large block of time like that but even if you can't do that even if at this point in time finding those Mm. four 10 minutes just choose one right. 10 minutes, just one exercise that you're going to do that day. Maybe even pre-plan it. Just say, okay, tomorrow's Tuesday. What does my day look like? What does my schedule look like? Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got 10 minutes there. Mm-hmm. Where am I? What exercise can I do? I'll just press play or I'll just do that exercise in that 10-minute slot mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And then the next day, do the same thing. And what you'll notice is as you go, you'll start working the exercises into your day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't become a barrier as much because it's part of your routine mm-hmm. and you realize it's not that hard to do. And then maybe in a week, two weeks, maybe you stick another exercise in. Yeah, the, the advantage of that in some ways, say you started with palming and for a week or two, you just did palming for 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. 
you might start actually to notice the benefits of those 10 yeah. minutes, you know, after, after over time. Mm-hmm. And then say you add in shifting or whatever another exercise on your program is. Then you start to say, oh, I'm seeing a little clearer. I'm paying attention to details a little more. So as you add them gradually, in some ways, it would you could start noticing the benefits by by keeping them distinct that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So certainly something is better than nothing. Yeah. And a lot of people feel like, oh, unless I'm going to do an hour a day for yeah. the next five years, I'm not going to see any improvement. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really not like that. You know, everybody is an individual. Yes, obviously, you're going to see more benefits. Yeah. If you did an hour a day for that, you know, for a longer periods of time. But this, you know, what we're really trying to do here is to reach out to the general public, really trying to figure out what it is, why people aren't doing the eye exercises and start giving some solutions. Right. And just working a program into your day gradually, if that's something that you need to do, is is a lot better way of starting the eye exercises, start seeing the program, um, start seeing the progress. Mm-hmm. And then that way it really just takes off from there. And this is where we took all of our brain power on this topic and put it into the eye exercise express so that's our mm-hmm. our best shot in some ways <laughs> at solving a lot of these problems so yeah yeah so but we will talk uh, a little bit more about some of the other issues next week but certainly if you head over to the envision self-healing website uh, you'll see there the eye exercise express uh, is now available uh, after all these yeah. months and weeks of uh, ridiculous hard work uh, yeah. but you'll see all our hard work there so just head over there and uh, you'll be able to find out a little bit more about the Eye Exercise Express and, of course, how you can get your hands on it. Okay, great. Well, that's a good time to move on to question of the week. And the question of the week this week comes from a Facebook fan. Is that what they're called? Yeah, they are called fans, aren't they? They are, yeah. And, yeah. and could you read the question this time? I it's, will do, it's, yeah. It's a long one. So it says, uh, hello, Richard and William. I have a question for you. Uh, When I look at an eye chart, my eyesight varies between 2020 and 2070. It changes every time I blink to blurry and slowly becomes clear up until the next blink. And by the way, I don't mean blank. (laughs) Isn't that a TV show? Anyway, fill in the blank. Um, This is a pretty big range. Yeah. Uh, how can I tell if my eyesight has become better without running to the optometrist every two weeks? Thanks. Right. So certainly a few questions in that one. And this yeah, is, this it's is deep, why... It's uh, a rich question, actually, for us. <laughs> and this is certainly why we were talking about last week about the benefit of having the coaching calls right. uh, every two weeks as we're able to we answer could, these questions. We could talk an hour on probably <laughs> half... You know, many of the questions in here. So, um, so yeah, that's certainly a benefit. And that's one of the bonuses that we're giving away with the eye exercise right. express. So, but for, uh, in particular for this guy, I guess, you know, again, it depends on his condition. You know, why right. is he seeing 2070 in the first place? Right. Uh, and why is he coming down to 2020? Now, my initial thoughts that this is what we've talked about before, which is flashes of clear vision. Right. I think, we we could assume that this guy probably has nearsighted myopia is nearsighted has myopia mm-hmm. and probably his uh uncorrected vision is 2070 yeah we're we're making some assumptions here yeah and that his flashes of clear vision are taking him to 2020 yeah. as you say um so for me that's great because yeah. it it proves that that's what the eye potential the potential there is still 2020 Mm -hmm. and uh, this guy is relatively young so 
you know, unfortunately what happens is when you wear glasses, you sort of start concreting the 2070 vision. Right. And you start moving away more and more from that 2020 vision. So that's why, you know, we try and encourage people as much as possible to start weaning themselves off their glasses. And then, you know, the, the eye can exercise more and then it starts becoming better and better instead of worse and worse. And then the flashes become longer. And when he blinks, he would be seeing maybe like 2060 when he blinks as opposed to 2070. And it would gradually get better over time. Yeah. And so, um, and by blinking, you mean the, the worst of vision. At the the worst vision, scale, yes. Right? Yeah. So, but for us, so the flashes of clear vision, this is very common in a lot of people when they start doing the eye exercises, that the flashes of clear vision is your potential that's what your eyes could be Mm -hmm. now you can force that under strain right something like central fixation where you stare maybe you squint as well you know Mm -hmm. you really sort of try and force that vision right in your eye and it is possible um, to see that that 2020 for some people right now for some people you get a flash of clear vision because your eyes are nice and relaxed right which is more typical of me yeah which is better that's kind of we want that Mm -hmm. but it is possible to force that so the idea is that eventually when your eyes are relaxed in the natural state when you're blinking that's when you start seeing the 2020 when it's in its more natural state instead of the foreign strenuous state that yeah the stressing state um and the other reason we don't encourage becoming attached to those that way of seeing clearly is that it it's it's a stare it's you're mm-hmm. you're actually resisting blinking which we encourage blinking uh and you're you're fixating your eyes very strongly on one point and not letting them move around yeah both of which are not great for your eyes yeah it's really cruel really that, yeah. um, because you you see that clear vision and that's your motivation to, mm-hmm. to keep going in that direction wow i see 2020 this is amazing but unfortunately um it's not the natural way of seeing and yeah it, it creates more strain uh, eventually you know headaches visual fatigue mm-hmm. um, you'll start losing the 2020 and it will start getting worse and worse and yeah. then you know your prescription will start going up so we would encourage him to blink more, to move his eyes around more, and not fixate strongly or mm-hmm. stare, as what we would call it, at the chart so much. And certainly this ties in a little bit um, with our barriers, because what we're saying is is not to be so fixated, excuse the pun, mm-hmm. on getting that, that 2020 all the time. Right. To try and be relaxed with your vision. Um, you know, okay, maybe 2070 is his vision for now. Mm-hmm. But if he continues to do the eye exercises... The 2070 becomes the 2060, right. then the 2050, then the 2040. And he starts seeing the 2020 line um, in a good way instead of in a strenuous way. Right. And this is exactly what we're talking about with the importance of removing those barriers because you need to do the exercises over a long period of time. There's no quick fix. This right. isn't a natural vision LASIK improvement. You know, there isn't, a, <laughs> you know, you can't just do a couple of these exercises. Sure, you can see some short-term improvements mm-hmm. but we're talking about long-term vision improvement healthy vision up into your 70s 80s and 90s uh, yeah. and hopefully our hundreds <laughs> well and really to sustain good vision like that you have to learn how to look in a relaxed way so uh, that's why we would encourage that well the last thing i would say too is that st- stop uh fixating again mm-hmm. so much on the chart yeah. and, and come up with other ways of evaluating your vision 
looking around and just noticing the clarity in your surroundings, things like that. Yeah, and we, we do go through this in a lot more detail in the, uh, the Let's Get Going, uh, the first right. track in the I Exercise Express. But basically, you know, not using the chart as your only way of testing your vision. Right. You know, do your eyes feel better? Um, just looking around you, do things maybe seem clearer, our colors a little bit brighter? Yeah. You know, there's so much more to vision than that 2020 line. And we also suggest that you're not testing your vision every couple of weeks. Right. You know, you need to just sort of play with your eyes, see how the vision is improving yourself. If you see something is clearer, then it's clearer. Yeah. Um, you don't need a chart to tell you that. Yeah. Oh, one last point I have to make. Mm hmm. Is that this sort of points out that vision isn't fixed at one point? Oh, indeed. That at one point on the chart, mm -hmm. that it really is variable, which is something that optometrists and ophthalmologists would tell you is not true. Yeah, which is why when you go to them with these questions, they don't. They wouldn't know how to an answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is something that it's one of the things you need to understand is your mm -hmm. vision is variable depending on your stress, how exactly you're using yeah. your eyes. So, so it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, you know, it's good um, because it shows that. Poor vision can be good, um, but also that your good vision can become poor yeah. as well. So and not necessarily permanently, it can fluctuate. Right. So, but nothing is static here. And this is yeah. also... And that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is also what Western medicine hates. Yeah. It's, yeah. It has to be static. Must, you know, in order to prod it with... With and, needles and yeah, stuff. And yeah. test it. You know, it, <laughs> it has to be the, the static, non-moving thing. So exactly. it's really good to bear in mind because some days you might have clear vision some days it might not be that clear right and that's just nat uh, it's just natural to have that yep okay great well we hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you'd like a little bit more information then you can head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com and you can certainly get your hands on some free eye exercise programs if you want to start giving the eye exercises a go and you can also find over there a free ebook called a modern day guide for improving eyesight where we go through a little bit more information about the basics of eye exercises and how our modern day lives are actually contributing to poorer vision but even better, you can find out easy, simple eye exercises that can start improving it and start helping your eyesight. And certainly head over to our Facebook fan page where you can see um, some pictures of Richard and I and how we're getting on with our own vision improvement. And indeed, this week, you'll be able to see my, uh, my latest golfing experience with my, with my laser system. It's not mine. It was a golf store. <laughs> I just hope that the manager's not listening because then they won't let us in again. Um, and you can also post some questions up there if, uh, if indeed you have any of them or check out any of the other questions that we might already have. You could also follow Richard and I on Twitter where we uh, keep our up, up tweeting. I don't even up know. Up tweeting? I don't even know. <laughs> just everyone seems to be making stuff up, all these new phrases. Tweeting so up. I just Yeah, I just thought I would just join the bandwagon yeah why not so uh yeah we we tweet on our own progress and also some helpful hints on how you can improve your own vision as well if you're listening to this on itunes then you could subscribe and it means that you'll get our weekly podcast sent directly to you and indeed if you're listening to this on youtube then click the subscribe button and you'll be notified every time we release one of our podcasts so good luck with your eye exercises this week don't forget to uh, check out the eye exercise express it's just released right now on our website so give that a look and uh, find out some of the great stuff that we're doing over there with our brand new product and happy healing oh and look for the bonus on the eye exercise express oh, indeed, phone yeah. calls yeah, yeah and we Q &A look, phone calls we look forward to answering a lot more christians in person and, and talking more <laughs> yeah and not being so rushed as we have to do with this right. podcast and have a good week <laughs>